Hello, you guys, and welcome to yet another episode of So Get This, a Supernatural Podcast. A podcast where I try not to sing like that, but a podcast where I talk about Supernatural. My name is Emily, and today we are giving this pop filter another try because I did not, I was not happy with how the audio came out last week. And when I started listening to it over after I finally, like on the third try, recorded the full episode. I was, like, scared that the whole episode was going to be, like, ruined completely. It wasn't, but I still didn't like it. So we're back to this. It took me, it literally took me, like, 10 minutes just now to get this thing on. Is that crazy? Is there something wrong with me? Do other people have this problem? Because it doesn't seem like it. So today's episode is episode four, Phantom Traveler. I said last week that I was finally going to start, like, having a little more of an order to the episode instead of just remembering things halfway through and like throwing them in the middle. So at the top of the episode, if we were a cool podcast, there'd be some type of like segment sound effect or like musical thing, like jingle. But for the the start of this segment, you just hear the rattling of my DVD box it's fucked yeah so phantom traveler the oh my god something just fell out of it oh my god literally <laughs> literally while we're here right now guys plastic just like broken plastic just fell out of this thing i'm not even sure where that came from where that even could have come from oh my god well that that <laughs> that's something yeah so phantom traveler is the is episode four it's the last episode on the first disc of the dvds for you for you kids out there who don't watch them dvds anymore i say that when i literally watch this on netflix even though i have the dvd at my disposal this is the first episode that has commentary by jared padalecki and jensen ackles i did not watch it with the commentary obviously because i just said i watched it on netflix but i also didn't realize there was commentary until after i'd watched the last couple episodes so maybe i'll go back to it but uh oh my god oh shit well first of all two discs just fell out of the dvd box second of all i'm missing disc three and i'm about to fucking throw a fit right now because i have no idea where that could be i'm like shook and upset right now because i don't remember the last time i even put on one of these dvds where could it be Not that this is relevant to anything. So sorry for the sidebar here, but what the fuck? I haven't even seen any of these episodes in years. The ones on disc three. Oh, you guys. So anyways, there are no other episodes with commentary. That's what I was trying to look for. (laughs) So anyways, uh, okay. So Phantom Traveler was written by Richard Hatem, directed by Robert Singer, and the... It originally aired on October 4th, 2005. The description for the episode is, A plane reservation is a ticket to terror when a phantom traveler forces a jet into a crash landing. Knowing the phantom is on another flight, Sam and Dean board to attempt an in-air exorcism. (laughs) Sounds fancy. I feel like they have really good descriptions of the episodes on here. And the synopsis on Netflix says, On United Britannia flight... 2485 a man possessed by the spirit of a phantom traveler causes the plane to crash leaving only seven survivors so those are different 
I kind of like the DVD ones. I feel like they get like a little more creative. Like they're like a flight of terror. Like, I don't know. I, I prefer those. Also, now I'm left confused. Was it a demon? Because I know it was like a phantom traveler, whatever it's the name of the episode. But they're saying it's a spirit of a phantom traveler. Is it also a demon? Because I fucking thought it was a demon. So the episode opens on like that weird beach scene, which is just like the wallpaper behind the guy at the airport in the airport bathroom. But like it, it's still like weird with like the Hawaiian music or whatever in the background. And then like his head comes up and it's like, oh, oh my God. He looks like he has been through it. This guy, he, he really do not like flying. Do not does not <laughs> he, he he don't like it you don't like it um and then so like he's like in there like washing his face or whatever and this like dude this douche comes up like in the background and he's like he's like oh well when you think about it only like one in a million planes crash every year or some some stupid shit like that and it made me so annoyed because like it does not help <laughs> and it reminded me of uh this one time well every time a lizard comes into my house i have an absolute meltdown. I'm not kidding. Like, I don't like bugs and shit, but for some reason, lizards just... Because I'm not going to kill them. A bug, I'll freak out. I'll cry maybe a little bit, and I'll kill it. But a lizard, it, there's just something about it. It doesn't vibe with me. Literally, as I'm saying that, I'm looking around like paranoid, like there's one in here. But one time, I called my dad about it, and he lives very close by. Does not come over to help me with it, though. He's just like, relax. It's fine. We love the support. Uh, but I called him one time, and he was like, he was like, listen, because I was literally like in hysterics on the phone. And he's like, listen, if it makes you feel any better, there's probably like 20 around you at all times in your house. You just don't see them. And I was like, that made it worse. I was like screaming. I was like, why would you say that to me? <laughs> if you know how I feel, why would you say that? You know how I feel. Why would you say that? Like you put me in such an uncomfortable situation. Like you know I'm not happy. I just, ugh. I'm thinking about that again. So sorry, guys. Oh, we're in for a treat when we get to the bug episode, but that's, that's a story for a different day. So yeah, it just reminded me of that. It's like you, like the dude, in the bathroom just like made it completely worse by being like hey if it makes you feel any better you might not die but you might also die like <laughs> so then like the the demon spirit thing the phantom like comes out of the phantom of the megaplex comes out of the the vents to possess the bugging out dude and like I, at the time now now i got now it's got me thinking about it is it a demon or not because i was like oh it's our first demon you know i mean we get the demon eyes so it's like <laughs> but so anyway when it comes out of the vent it looks like bugs flying and shit instead of like smoke which is like what like the demonic possessions are known for looking like on the show so that could also answer my question or it could also just be that it's the first time they're showing anything like this. So then the possessed guy gets on the plane and the flight attendant tells him to have a good flight or something like that. And he turns around and he's like, oh, I will or something like that. But his eyes are all black. And he and then she like she sees it and she gets like a weird like chill kind of like she tells she's freaked out by it. And this is 2005. This is a post 9-11 world. In a post 9-11 world, a flight attendant should have said something. She should have told the captain, like, maybe chill for a second. We should check these people out. Like, if you got a bad vibe like that, especially, like, I know that, like, airport security has, like, completely tightened since 9-11 and everything. 
like also currently, but she, but this was in 2005. This was only four years later. Should not have had to count that on my fingers, but here we are, you guys. This was four years after 9-11 took place. So I feel like they would have been a lot more on edge. Like, more especially on edge is what I mean. Like, I don't know. I feel like she should have said something. Not that she's to blame, but I feel like realistically, you know. Yeah, then when, like, the plane started going down, it was like... Especially since he opens the... Because he gets up 40 minutes into the flight or something like that. Or I think it's a certain amount of minutes. And he opens the emergency exit because he's a... Damon. (laughs) Megan. But, like, when the plane's going down and all that crazy shit is happening, it was really wigging me out. It was reminding me of Lost and how, like, the entire first season we saw that plane go down, like, literally every episode because we had to see everyone's perspective, which was lit. But, like, I was having so much anxiety. So then after the plane goes down, we get the the title card and then we get, like, that weird... (laughs) The weird fucking slow cam move up Dean's body while he's sleeping first of all how dare you second of all what the fuck like they knew what they were doing but (laughs) and then they show and like they make it like they play like ominous music and have like sam walk in and dean thinks he's like something else because it's so fucking early or whatever but they have sam you see a silhouette standing by the door for like a good like like longer than he should have been i'm (laughs) i don't know what the fuck was he doing i mean that's probably irrelevant but (laughs) I still question. Yeah, so Sam's an early bird. And at first I was like, oh, I guess he's always been an early bird. Cute. Like, because that's like a thing now. And then I was like, oh, nope. Just kidding. He's actually just an insomniac. (laughs) He'd still be having them nightmares about Jessica. And like, rightfully so, because it's traumatizing and also like fucking tragic. But we find out next episode why it's eating him alive like so much. Like so, so much. Anyways, I'm getting ahead of myself. And then because because Dean like pulled a knife or a gun or something on Sam, be, I think it was a knife. He pulled like a knife on Sam when he walked in and, and it like freaked him out a little bit. They have like a whole like sit down discussion on fear, which knowing the episode now, it like it felt like such like a prologue to Dean's fear being revealed his fear of flying in planes and shit. Like, they had to give you a backstory of Dean being like, I'm not scared of anything. <laughs> so they they end up getting a call for a case from, like, a guy that they helped with a poltergeist years back or whatever. I think just Dean and John helped him. Uh, so they go meet him, and it's it's the guy that works at, like, the... Does he work at the airport? I don't think I ever got his actual job title. I think the friend's name was Jerry. He worked something related to the aircraft and everything. And um, and they're like, oh, a plane crash doesn't sound like our thing. And then he shows them like the recording from the, from the cockpit. And it was giving me yikes. And then we find out that only 7 out of 100 people survived. Not that I have the finances too, but this definitely is uh, holding me back from some plane rides now. <laughs> Not that I needed an extra reason. I'm not a big, I'm not a big flyer either. <laughs> so while they're, when they walk into the place and to go help the friend Jerry, uh, he's like, yeah, thanks for the help with the poltergeist a while back. And then some random dude just walks by and goes, poltergeist, man, I love that movie. And I just thought that was so funny. And then, and then he drops a bomb and says, Sam, 
He's like, yeah, your dad was really proud of you. And he used to talk about you all the time. About how he was proud that he went to school. And, like, that shook me. Like, I know that I've been known in these past few episodes to just completely rip apart John Winchester's parenting. Which I don't take back. I don't regret. But, like, this made me soft. (laughs) Because, like, he didn't know that. John always told him he didn't want him to go to school. But he was really walking around town telling people how proud he was and shit. Also, I was glad to know that John is also dodging this guy's calls and not just his actual sons. So Sam and Dean agree to help this guy out and look into the case. So they go to, like, an ID copy place or whatever. Or just, they go to a copy store to get um, Homeland Security IDs and... Even while Dean's, like, while Dean's walking out, like, even in passing, he starts, like, checking out the lady who's, like, walking towards him while he's coming out of the shop. And I'm like, who the fuck? Who is this man's? That's, like, (laughs) all I can say with all this shit. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I forgot that this was, this was the show. (laughs) But, yeah, so they decide to pose as Homeland Security for the case to find out information and shit and i feel like they used to get like so detailed and like creative with the like personas that they would like pretend to be like while they were on cases now i feel like they're just like we're fbi or fuck it is a monster get over it like they they just stick to like the same shit which whatever i don't care oh so so they like they slow down like the EVP or whatever on the cockpit recording and the EVP says no survivors and I got the fucking chills. Ugh. <laughs> Every time they pull up like one of those like ghost recordings, this is why I used to love ghost adventures and they'd be like, are you here? And it's like, I'm dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> And when they're, ca- when they're in the car, just a little uh, observation I made, Dean's eyes were like crystal clear there and I was like, damn swoon and then while they're talking about they even name dropped the episode they said something about a phantom traveler and it's like (laughs) i almost wish they would have been like oh phantom of the megaplex strikes again we love disney we love a good decom so we find out that the dude who saw the phantom traveler open the emergency exit like impossibly in the back of the plane he's now in a psych hospital and i think he checked himself in because he was like there's no way i could have seen that like, I'm fucking crazy. I think his name is, like, Jaffe or something. <laughs> Sherry Jaffe, anyone? <laughs> I feel like that's, like, a little extreme to check yourself into a hospital because you saw or think you thought you saw him open the emergency exit. Like, I feel like there were some steps you could have taken <laughs> prior to that. Just a thought. <laughs> so the guy, George, was the one who opened the plane door. And they go visit his wife at her house. They go visit his wife at her house and... And I noticed that she had, like, gray apples, like, as decor. And I was like, oh, they rich, rich. <laughs> or, like, just Emily Gilmore. But that's the same thing. And then when Sam asked her, like, because, uh, like, they ask questions about him and everything. And she's like, just says, like, that he was normal and stuff. But when he asked, like, if she ever noticed anything strange about him, that felt kind of fucked up to me. Because it's like, now that might, even if she didn't notice anything strange, that might stick with her the rest of her life and be like, well, what was strange? Like, what did he do like you know what i mean like she would probably think about it like the rest of her life without him but the fact that she responded with like i mean he had acid reflux that shows that it might not bother her too much i guess so then they walk out and start like discussing the case right in front of her house might i add i feel like they could probably wait until they got into the car 
I don't know, just a thought. I know it doesn't actually mean anything, like she doesn't hear them, but like, I don't know. I don't remember who says it, either Sam or Dean. Someone says something about, uh, they're like, yeah, it's just a middle-aged man with an ulcer. And I felt that. Yeah, a middle-aged dentist with an ulcer is not exactly evil personified. So they get in some suits. I think Dean complains about the suit a lot, but I don't think that he complains about it anymore, like, moving forward. And I think he looked, like, kind of weird also, because it was, like, not his thing at the time. He's cool boy. <laughs> So they go posing as Homeland Security, go to check out the wreckage of the plane, and they they bring the fucking EMF meter, <laughs> which is like such a throwback. I feel like they don't use that anymore because I feel like a lot of their the newer episodes are a little more specific and not like uh, ranging around like ghost supernatural energy or whatever where they need it. I don't know. Maybe they do, but I just don't remember, and they don't make a big show of it anymore. Also, Dean fucking made it out of a Walkman. We love a crafty man. <laughs> Get me a man who goes to Michael's and does DIY projects. Also, Walkmans. What a fucking throwback. I definitely had a Walkman at the time of, of this, <laughs> but I did not make it into an EMF meter. Sorry to disappoint. And like, he was so excited. He's like, yeah, he's like, cause, cause Sam's like, why'd you make it? Why does it look like a a Walkman taped to like whatever the fuck and he's like because it is because I made it and he was so excited and Sam just like shut him the fuck down ugh rude and then like the whirring of the the EMF like just takes me back to a simpler time and he's like oh check this out what's this this like substance whatever and I was like oh is it sulfur is it sulfur bitch because (laughs) I know about that (laughs) I feel like that just this show taught me a lot, and sulfur is one of the main things that stuck with me about, like, the ghost shit or whatever. So while they're in there posing as Homeland Security doing illegal shit, the real Homeland Security, the real Slim Shady shows up. And what are the odds they would show up now, of all times, while they're there? And they're like, what? Homeland Security's all in there, already in there. And then they all, like, pull out their guns and shit. Like, there's, like, they all just got real pressed real quick. And so they... The way they run in the suits was just so fucking weird. And so, like, they, you know, hop the fence and shit, run out, whatever. And then we see the pilot, Chuck, who was flying the the plane that went down in the beginning. He's with this, like, other co-pilot guy who was just, like, trying to get him to fly again. And I couldn't believe he was being so, like, lax about it. But I think it's because I thought that it was only, like, a couple days after the initial crash. And he's like, ah, come on, you gotta get back on the horse, whatever. But... I I don't remember how much longer it was, but I thought that it was, I thought it was a lot sooner after the fact. So I kind of get it now, but it's like, maybe not be so chill about a guy who was one out of seven people who survived a, a plane that he was flying, a plane crash that he was flying. Like, let the man recuperate. <laughs> then they mention, I think it's when they're, uh, I think it's when they meet back with Jerry or some shit. They're like, oh, they say that it was sulfur. And I was like, bitch, I knew it was sulfur. It was such like a key part, like a key component in the show. Like you, like every time someone would be like, what's that smell? And we'd be like, it's sulfur, bitch. So then the demon possesses Chuck in the small plane that he was flying with the co-pilot. And they go up in the plane, you know, unfortunately. And he... And like, at, but right before he starts to take the plane down, at least he had the decency to knock out the co-pilot so he doesn't have to like live with the panic while it's happening. <laughs> I'd rather if if a plane was guaranteed to go down, like in that split second, if it was like 100% like this plane is going down, I would rather 
I think I would rather be knocked out if it was just me. If I wasn't having to like look after anybody else on that plane, I think I'd rather be knocked out <laughs> than have to like experience that firsthand. That sounds really fucked up, but... <laughs> So then um, Sam and Dean are researching back at the motel and Sam has laptop stickers. (laughs) I'm not sure what they were, but it's like, Sam, my dog is literally making eye contact with me right now. It's the weirdest fucking thing. So they do and they research and I love hearing them talk about like the, like the lore of everything and like how it relates to like religion and culture and everything. And while they're talking about like all the stuff about the plane crashes and everything um dean is like already starting to like freak out and i don't know if it's just me or if it's like or if it's like actually happening that he's like already getting a sense that they're gonna have to take a fucking plane so it's like he fucking knows like you could see him get a little little anxious a little nervous um snervous and then at some point sam brings up the fact that it is that it could be demon related demonic and and Dean says, this is no normal gig. And oh, buddy, oh, buddy, sweetie, you are in for a treat, not a treat, a ride. So while they're there discussing like the lore and everything, I think they were talking about like a, I think they were talking about like a, a demon that originated in like Japan or something. Or did I make that up in my head? Because it's not in my notes, but for some reason I remember that. So while they're discussing the, their theories and research and everything, Dean gets a call from Jeff? Fuck, why do I always forget his name? <laughs> Dean gets a call from their friend, and he said, he tells them about the small plane that went down, the one where the pilot was flying it again. It, and he says it went down in, in Nazareth, and I had to Google to see that Nazareth, because I knew it sounded familiar, but I had to make sure that it has like the it has like biblical history or whatever in Israel, stuff like that. I am not super religious, so I do not know everything. I feel like at least half of my religious knowledge have has come from like Supernatural and TV shows that have like biblical undertones. I mean, right now, Supernatural doesn't really at this time, apart from this episode, but like as it goes further on, it gets like a lot more biblical. biblical. Holy shit. And then the other half of my knowledge comes from like ccd classes that i stopped going to at a certain age yeah so he says the plane went down near nazareth dean says that's ironic or something like that isn't it ironic don't you think all right calm down alanis morissette (laughs) yeah i didn't realize they got this biblical this early on because um i mean this isn't like I always try to be like really cautious of spoilers, even though this show has been on for so long, even though it hasn't ended. Like a lot of people will be like, you can't like say spoiler alert about shows that ended in like the 90s because it's like, okay, it's there's been some time. It's not that serious, but like this hasn't ended, but like it's so well known. And I feel like if you know anything about it, you know certain things. So not only do demons come into play like soon after this, like, a little while later, um, but angels become, like, a really, like, integral part of the show in just a couple seasons, really, but, like, at the time, it's, it's, like, groundbreaking when they bring in, like, the first angel, and it's, like, what the fuck? Yeah, so it was just interesting to me to see them, like, already, uh, hit the biblical marks this early. I feel like I'm saying biblical 
really fucked up. Oh my god. Um, I would love to do an episode like, like tipsy, not drunk, but like tipsy, and just see what fucking happens. I feel like editing that would be a nightmare because it would just be so bad. Oh my god. <laughs> Drink responsibly, kids. So then they go meet with Jeff. I'm just gonna go with Jeff at this point. If it's not his name, it's not his name. Um, <laughs> they go meet with Jeff and talk about how the like the plane and shit, how it went down again. And and they bring up because when they, I think in their research, they talked about how the other planes that have gone down in the past like this went down after 40 minutes as well. And so did the one that took place at, in the opening of the episode. And then also the small plane that just happened so they start to like connect those dots and shit and they talk about nazareth and dean dean mentions biblical numerology and then they said that uh on noah's ark which i'm not like like i know that noah's ark is a thing but i'm not like 100 percent familiar with any of like the story behind it and everything uh like the extent of my knowledge is that i used to have like a little wooden toy noah's ark when i was a like really little kid and it had like all animals on it and it was like yeah noah took the animals on the ark whatever the fuck i don't know if that's correct that's why i'm laughing because like i really don't know um but uh they say that on noah's ark it rained for 40 days and that essentially means death and that's why the plane after 40, 40 minutes, people die, and that's all she wrote. Oh, so apparently uh, there's usually no survivors on the planes on the last six flights. On the last six flights that they researched, there were no survivors, and that's why in the cockpit recording it was like, no survivors. Uh, survivors ready. Jeff Probst? <laughs> Jeff Probst was flying the plane! So they, I think they find the manifest or something for the original plane at the beginning of the episode, and they go down the list of passengers that were alive. They discover that in the order they were listed on the manifest, the remaining living seven is they were getting killed off in that order. So it started with the pilot, and then next on the list was the flight attendant, who they then obviously have to go and save now. So they get to the airport and they use like the phone and try to call her on it and say that they're her friend or whatever, or boyfriend or whatever the fuck. And they, Dean starts making this whole like elaborate story lying to her or whatever. And then she's like, oh, did Jimmy tell you to call or whatever he, she said? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, the, the first lie was that her sister was in an, a fucking accident, which is so horrible. Like I... Uh, so then they try to play along with what she says, where she says that like her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend or whatever is trying to contact her. And he's and Dean's like, yeah, you got me. <laughs> and when they can't get her off the plane because she lied, because they lied or whatever, they start, Sam's like, all right, well, we got to purchase tickets. We got to get on the plane. And he's like, it's simple as that. And Dean literally looks like he's going to shit himself. <laughs> like he is like out for the count at this point. And, and he's like, you're joking, right? <laughs> you're joking, right? Don't look like I'm joking. And it's just, like, seeing cocky, invincible Dean, like, cracking and showing vulnerability is just chef's kiss. And then, yeah, so Dean, like, reveals uh, his fear of flying. It's, like, a whole revelation. And he's like, why do you think I fucking drive everywhere across the country? 
And honestly, like same, just kidding. I don't drive or fly. I don't go anywhere. <laughs> Watching the plane go up in the air, like while they're sitting there, I literally got an anxiety headache and Dean starts humming Metallica in his seat to like calm himself down. And I'm like, wow, amazing. Uh, we stand. And they, the two of them sit in the seats and start like discussing like all the tactics they have. Like, oh, I have holy water. I have this. I don't know how they brought any of that on the plane, but whatever. You can't bring liquid on a plane. How did they bring holy water on the plane? I just realized I got clocked for having a full sealed water bottle when I was like eight years old and they could bring holy water on a plane. Sissid don't add up. But they discuss like all the tactics they're going to use. And it's so weird because demons are such like an integral part of the show now that it's like they don't even have to talk about like preparations for it. It's just like, yeah, you got the fucking holy water. Yeah, I got it. And then, and then we get this information that I've been... I've been angry about for a little bit. Um, they say that if she's... Oh, because they think that the... Fl- I think they think that the flight attendant is going to be the one possessed at first. That I forgot about. Um, so they say that if she's possessed, she'll flinch at the name of God in Latin. And I'm like, bitch, why do they never use this ever again? I'm so angry. <laughs> ever again. And it comes in so hand... And- and so handy <laughs> it comes in handy so dean makes his way to the back of the plane while the turbulence is going so he goes back there he starts talking to her and stuff and i guess she doesn't recognize his voice from the phone which is interesting but i guess it's not that crazy um so he says like christo or whatever the latin word for god was and she doesn't flinch or whatever but also while he's talking to her she's he's like you're really like ready to go on a plane again she's like yeah it's my job i'm fucking doing it bro uh and when dean comes back to his seat she says that she's she, he's like she's the most well-adjusted well she's the most well-adjusted person on the planet and like she really is the most well-adjusted person on the planet and i think she should have like a motivational instagram honestly i need quotes from her and pictures of like sunrises telling me that like everything's gonna be okay (laughs) we love an influencer (laughs) then they uh they're like oh shit so the demon's somewhere on this plane we gotta fucking find it and they're like what if it possesses us and oh my god i was like they don't even have the tattoos yet being possessed is an actual concern I don't know her. For those of you who don't know, I guess, I don't know. Um, I keep half assuming that that no one's ever seen this show and half assuming that everyone's seen every episode. So, like, bear with me on this. Uh, but for those of you who don't know, they have anti-possession tattoos on their chest and it just keeps them from being possessed by demons. I don't remember what season they even got it in. I think they, I don't think they bring it up until, like, season three, maybe. I think that's when they bring it up, so probably somewhere between two and three is when they get it. But, you know, it's super convenient. And, yeah, so it was just so weird that they're like, oh, God, what if we're possessed? And, and like, nowadays it's like, well, you know, it's not us. Um, <laughs> couldn't be me. So they have to scope the plane for the, for the demon. And thank God Dean's EMF reader looks like a Walkman because... So he, like, actually just looks like a regular just walking up and down the aisles of the plane, like, with this fucking Walkman. Otherwise, it would look ridiculous, and I would be scared because, again, post-9-11 world, if you see a strange man roaming the aisles of a plane with a strange contraption in his hand, you know. You know. Um, so eventually when they're done and they meet up at the end of the plane, they're like, they're like, oh, it, it there's nobody. Like, what the fuck? Like, do you think it just didn't? 
come on here. And then the pilot goes to go back into his um, cockpit and Sam and Dean, I forget which one of them says, I think it's Dean. Maybe it's Sam. I can't remember. One of them says Christo and the motherfucker turns around with black eyes and it's the pilot. It's the motherfucking pilot. He is the demon. Oh my God. And I just really, I really can't believe they dropped Christo after this. Like, it's so fucking convenient. How convenient is that? Wow. How convenient is fucking that? So of course they uh, have to tell the flight attendant now that uh, something's, something ain't right, sis. Even though she's seen this shit before. Again, I don't blame her. It's not her fault. I just think that realistically she should have been suspicious of the first dude in the first on the first plane anyways um they go to the back to talk to her and dean's like he says something about giving her the truth is out there speech and i'm like oh my god my boy Mulder. <laughs> and then like i guess in a way to explain it to her they say something about two plane crashes in two months uh but they made it seem like it was like days later like throughout the episode just as it goes on they make it seem like the second plane crash was only like days later maybe that's just me but that's how i interpreted it and i was like shook i was thrown to hear that it was within two months which is still just as weird for plane crashes but i feel like the other one was a lot more fucked up i don't know i don't know if it's how it was written how it was played or just me being a dumb bitch (laughs) all the above anyone um so they get amanda to lure the pilot into the back of the plane and they immediately like tape him up or some shit and they start tossing holy water on him and he's like sizzling and shit and she's like probably even more traumatized than she was uh still looking out for that instagram though um and i guess his eyes turn black again and amanda i think they show her like kind of notice it and like i guess it clicks like oh shit i saw the other dude i hope she doesn't blame herself you know poor girl so while they're saying the exorcism for the demon the demon starts talking shit because it knows that it's it's leaving this place and wants to fucking you know uh trash talk and you know he hits them with a low blow about jess and he says even now she's burning um what what does that mean did jess go to hell we're familiar with heaven and hell in later seasons to like way more of an extent than like ever before and stuff like we've seen heaven do we know if jess is in heaven or not i need to know (laughs) like i wish i could just call someone up and be like can you just tell me is she in heaven because i don't think they address that ever again like where she ended up like i didn't think she would go to hell i don't think there's any reason for it it's not like she like made a, a deal or anything does that mean Mary went to hell? No, but Mary did- I am confused. <laughs> but John... Okay. We're getting way ahead of ourselves now. But it just doesn't make sense. I, I'm like I'm just going to chalk it up to... Because there's... Until I get further explanation, I'm just going to talk it up to the demon being a little shit and like talking crap. Because I don't think Jessica went to hell. And I don't think they address this again. Um... So then when they exercise it, this bitch don't go into the ground like any other demon. No, no. The demon possesses the plane. (laughs) Y'all, I'm never flying again. I'll tell you that right now. That was 
too much because like it's one thing to have a possessed man on your flight but when he possesses the fucking plane itself i want to die <laughs> um so the whole plane is just going fucking insane it's going crazy just like shaking around and shit and everyone's like wow we're dying and it's like chaos and screaming and then you see dean in the fucking corner of the plane <laughs> it's so iconic and it's just so it's so funny like the face everything about it is just it's everything it's me (laughs) honestly it's like the logical part of me hiding in the corner of my brain when the dumb bitch takes over (laughs) just screaming in the corner the outside plane graphics though were so fucking weird like because they show the inside of the plane, it's just everything like shaking or whatever, and it's like, you know, pretty realistic, fairly. I mean, I've never been on a plane that was going downwards, but, uh, fingers crossed, guys. Uh, but then when they'd show the plane from the outside and how, like, it was going nuts and shit, the graphics were just, like, kind of weird. I don't know. So Sam reaches his book with the, with the exorcism in it and, and, you know, uh, exercises the plane. So everything like goes back to normal and Dean is a changed man after this. Like, holy shit. Can you imagine your one very worst fear just coming true? I feel like that's true for a lot of like realistic fears, but like as someone who never saw himself getting on a plane, never, never tried to, never felt that, never heard of that. He, like, he lived through a fucking plane going down. Like, that's insane. This is the turning point that I was talking about in an earlier episode about how Dean goes from happy-go-lucky. It's all downhill. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, That's a different time. So then we get them uh, saying goodbye to Mr. Jeff. Jeff Goldblum. Oh my god, this whole episode, everything's the same except Jeff is played by Jeff Goldblum. Literally, I love that idea so much. And then again we see another example that Dean loves a popped collar. He loves a popped collar. So they ask Jeff, how, how did you, how'd you get our number anyway? Like they just realized to ask him this and he goes, oh, your dad gave it to me. And like Sam and Dean and also me, but like, what the fuck? He what? He what now? And like about to smack the bitch, John, not Jeff. And it turns out that John's voicemail says to call Dean if anything, if, if anything's wrong or whatever. And it's like, damn, you just giving your sons up. Like (laughs) he's just like putting their numbers out there for everybody. Dean's about to get a whole lot of bill collectors calling his phone. (laughs) The fucking 800 numbers and shit. They got you now. So, so, so John, so you can set up a voicemail, but you can't call your sons. Just a question. I never said I was done with the John Winchester slander. The roast of John Winchester. If anyone wants to participate in the roast of John Winchester, hit me up. We can get a stage. So then they end it with Sam and Dean. They they decide to test it out and call John's phone. And they both like sit side by side on the little fucking flip phone that they have. So they call it and they hear the voicemail. And he's like, if there's any problem, call my son Dean. And yeah, and then they just ride off into this fucking distance with with the car, with baby, and the music. So it is time, folks, for the IMDb deep dive. Uh, And also my dog stretching. So Amanda is played by Jamie Ray Newman, and she looks very familiar. She was in Catch Me If You Can, and that's like her, what she's known for. And I know that um, we used to have the DVDs, or DVD, I don't know if there was one or two, I don't remember, 
Um, or I'm thinking something else. I don't know. I know that we had the DVD, and I know that my family had watched it at one point, but I don't remember it, like, at all. Like, I have no idea what that was about. I know that Tom Hanks is in it. Oh, she was in The Magicians, which I haven't seen yet, but I've been wanting to because Felicia Day was on it. Um, and also because it looked like a good show. Oh, she's in a Christmas movie. I think last episode there were a lot of Christmas ones. I keep editing out my, like, hefty burps this, <laughs> this episode, the past, like, few minutes at least. Um, Jerry... Yes, his name was Jerry. Um, he was in... Oh, he was in Shooter. Is that the one with Johnny Depp? Or is it? Or am I thinking of a different movie? Mark Wahlberg. Wasn't there another Shooter movie with Johnny Depp? Am I dumb? Oh, Secret Window. Oh my god, it was Secret Window. But I know why I'm getting confused with Shooter. That has nothing to do with this. <laughs> at all. Um, oh my god, uh... Jeff was also in The Magicians. Oh my god, he was in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Bitch, I watched that. He was Sin Bartell, but I don't remember who that is. Oh, he was in When We Rise. That was a good that was a good little mini show there. He was in Mad Men from 2013 to 2015. I've never seen it, but I'm assuming that's like a big role. He played Dr. Arnold something. Oh, he was in Supernatural in 2012 also. There we go. Who's Stan? Who's Stan Thompson? Who is he? Hold on. Oh god, I typed in Supernatural Stan and I just realized I'm gonna have like, I'm probably gonna have like, oh my god, we Stan. <laughs> Stan Thompson, season 8. He's bald and he's got a, a big glass of wine in front of him. Mood. Uh, Amelia Richardson is a daughter. Don Richardson is a son-in-law. Who are these people? Oh my god, Amelia. Holy shit, I just remembered who Amelia was. Oh my god. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> what a time that was. Oh my god. If anyone that's like seen season, which I can't believe that was season eight. That was so long ago already. Anyone out there seen season eight and remembers Amelia? Holy shit. Am I right? Like, it's just so weird. Like, we're so past that, but that was like such a big deal. Oh my god. Anyways, getting ahead of ourselves. Who's, who, what else was he in? Oh my god. <laughs> you guys. I really didn't want to have to talk about it every episode because I'm not even that into the show. But every episode, I am forced to bring up the L word. He, I, I don't even remember half of that fucking show. But he was also in the L word. This is every episode now. This is literally every episode. Is this insane? <laughs> he was in it from 2007 to 2009. He played Aaron Corn. Wait, I need to I need to know. Who was he though? Aaron Cornbluth. He was an executive for somebody. I'm not 100% sure who he was in the show cuz like I said I don't remember. But but like what the fuck is going on with that? He was in Taken. Like Taken Taken, like Liam Neeson Taken or this looks like an alien movie, I'm going to be honest with you. Oh, it's an alien. Oh my god, it's an alien movie. Oh my fucking god. That is the scariest fucking thing I've ever seen. Um, I guess nothing else I really know. This isn't meant to even really be a deep dive. It's just me trying to see what they're in, what these people are in that I've seen. So I'm sorry to disappoint if you've seen some of these that I'm not mentioning. <gasps> he was in the X-Files? <laughs> Stop. Oh my god. From 94 to 98, he played Gary Lambert. I don't know who that is. I don't remember. Oh my god. I only saw the first couple seasons and I've been meaning to watch it ever since. And I, I think when I started watching it, me and my friend Rachel had like a whole conversation about how there's a lot of overlap between those two shows and people that are on it. He was in an episode called Folia Do. <laughs> okay, Fallout Boy. <laughs> Ket Turton played Max Jaffe. 
He looked kind of familiar. He was in Saved, which I remember watching. It's the movie with Mandy Moore, I believe, in 2004. I remember watching it like a few years ago in my room when my TV was doing some weird shit and like not every channel had sound for some reason and it wasn't it was just weird um so I watched that entire movie with like the closed captions on and like I would I started it like in the middle of the night because it was just on and like (laughs) I had to like get the and I also couldn't really see the the words as well because they were small (laughs) and so I watched that entire movie with just like like sheer willpower basically like I had to like I was watching half the movie was me watching it with the subtitles and half of it was me watching it trying to figure out what was happening by like their body language and everything what a time so yeah he was Mitch and saved I've never seen it he was an eye zombie but so was Jeff he was also an eye zombie bitch he was in the magicians what the fuck is this the new l word is the magicians the new l word uh Oh my god, he was on Supernatural in 2017. He played Alton something? Alton Moorhead. Oh, he looks so familiar. Who the fuck was he? Oh, he was an employee of the British Men of Letters. I remember his face. That's so weird. He looks very different than he did in in this episode. Oh, he was in Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. He was also in The X-Files in 98. Okay, I'm not going to go through everybody. I'm going to go through the ones that I think look familiar to me. And uh, Paul Jarrett, who played George in the from the first flight, the first possessed guy, he was in Twilight. He played Mr. Beers, and I don't know who that is right now, but oh, it was Eclipse, so I don't really remember Eclipse. I'm actually not 100% sure if I saw Eclipse, or I might have. I saw Eclipse. Yeah, I'm just being dumb. He was in a movie called Turbulence, so uh, isn't it ironic? Oh, he was in the X-Files. I swear to God. Oh my God. He played James Earl. Don't know. I'm not going to click it because then it's going to take me out of here. Oh, I just saw Jeffrey D. Morgan's face come up on the IMDb page and it like shook me for a second. I was like, it's him. But it says John Winchester voice uncredited. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's it. Oh, at some point in this episode, I stopped recording and then came back and recorded again, like on a different day. Uh, Again, hope you can't notice when that was but uh since that time in the beginning of this episode i opened up my dvd box and discovered that one was fucking missing and had no explanation for it and was really like bugging for a minute but i i found out shortly after that well i found my old dvd player that i haven't used in years and i guess the last time i used it was the last time i watched any episodes on that dvd so i found it in like the back of my closet and plugged it in and lo and behold supernatural came out and i feel like that's the story of my life honestly but you know whew, we uh we're saved dodged a bullet with that one but honestly it really has been years so that was really fucking weird to me that that was in there it's been like three years honestly yeah so i feel like this episode was a little messy but that's okay because so am i as usual if you have anything you would like to add to the conversation anything you want me to know anything you want to share or even things about the next episode that you want to comment on because then i could read it in the next episode but really could give me anything on any episode i don't give a shit i've seen them all so that being said my twitter is at so get this pod you could tweet me literally anything um You can even slander me for slandering John Winchester if that's how you really feel. 
And you can email me. My email is so get this pod at AOL.com. And both of these things will be in the description of the episode. So, you know, yeah, so the next episode is Bloody Mary, and I'm super excited about that because that's the first episode I ever watched. But we'll get into that next episode. I don't want to ramble too much here. Thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you next time. Goodbye. Oh my god. <laughs>